0: I'd like to draw your attention to the book of Galatians tonight. We're going to talk about some things. And um, we're going to start in verse number one here. Read just a couple verses of Scripture. Brethren, if any man be overtaken in a fault. If anybody mess up. Ye which are spiritual. Restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself." This is powerful stuff. And uh, Mr. Salman, if I could get a little bit more monitors. That's Brother Ramil, been doing a fine job. Considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. What an amazing leverage of reasoning. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if any man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. I want to talk to us for a few moments tonight about one phrase here in verse number one. Ye that are spiritual. That's what I want to talk about. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Holy Ghost is here in attendance. Incredible Spirit of God is here tonight. Was here on Sunday. Is here tonight. God, we pray that you will minister to every life, every heart, every soul. We ask it in the name above every name, the name of Jesus Christ. Everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I know it doesn't say this. But the reality of it is there are three groups of people that are being addressed here. There are those that are spiritual. There are those that need to be restored. And then there are those that are not spiritual. Not everybody is qualified to help. Now, everybody has an opinion. Now, this is going to be apostolic tonight. And apostolic needs to go beyond what's between your ears. And get way down into spiritual realities. You know, every time that. Every time that there truly is. Something from the Holy Ghost to be shared with the congregation. There's already a frequency. That that message is going out on. And in order for you to get the most out of that message. Whether it's pastor or evangelist or anybody, you're you're best off to be on the same frequency that that message is on because, and listen to me carefully, where you're sitting and where you're at mentally, spiritually, and emotionally is the determining factor oftentimes with how much you get out of a service. which, taken to an extreme, God could have a message for you personally, but if you're not in the place to receive that message that God has for you, you can miss it. And this is, uh, this is probably one of the greatest reasons why we are such strong advocates of having prayer meeting before church, is because it is a time for us to get the world off of us. Some of you have worked all day long, and you've had the supervisor giving you dirty looks or something of that nature, and you step into the house of God, and you've been in the world all day or all week, and, and et cetera, et cetera. Well, the prayer room is where we transition. It's like it's like the holy place. It's We're coming out of the outer court, of the temple, and we're in a transitionary period of moving into the Holy of Holies. Okay, the altar of incense was in the holy place. It was in a a middle ground in which we prepare ourselves to go in. So this is why we are such strong advocates, because you cannot come in to... A place where there is something spiritually prepared for you and receive it in the flesh. The Bible's clear that you cannot start out in the spirit and complete it in the flesh. If we started this in the Holy Ghost by speaking in other tongues, we are going to be the beneficiaries when we are in the Holy Ghost ready to receive what God has for us. And that's just a general rule of thumb. in a church of this size, where if you have people that are, that are on that spiritual platform, they are the ones that will set the dominating tone in any given church. It will not be the carnality. It will not be the stuff that's going on that nobody wants to talk about and nobody sees but God and the devil. That's not what sets the determining factor in a church. The determining factor in a church that really is pursuing spiritual things is that group of people that is truly pursuing spiritual things. That is where the tipping point is. And we better thank God that that's the way it is. Because if it was carnality from here all the way to that back door, there'd be no revival, there'd be no victory, there'd be no glory, there'd be no power, there'd be no hope, and there'd be no rapture. saying all that I don't have any idea I just felt like it needed to be said but there are three groups that are being addressed here by the apostle there are as I've already mentioned there are ye that are spiritual and I wonder who that might be here tonight and then you have the people that have messed up that need to be restored and I wonder who that might be here tonight Somebody overtaken in a fault, And then you have that group that is not spiritual, but they are in attendance. I want to tell you, uh, after being the pastor of this tremendous group of people for the last almost 25 years, that there is a lot that I believe that this church is very healthy. It is. If you were in the prayer room tonight, there's a lot of things you can just tell by what you hear. You know, you can hear health. Sometimes you can be fooled by what you see, but you can't always be fooled by what you hear. And it was very healthy sounding in the prayer room tonight. And there's other things. But one of the things that I think that Cornerstone, uh, in my deepest moments of evaluation, and that's not just evaluating you, that's also evaluating myself. One of the areas where I really think that we um, can improve on is connectedness. Connecting with people. And we are seeing in this day and age where... There's very bizarre behavior, and the media is doing everything it can to make people fearful, to make people afraid, to make people paranoid. I want to tell you that God has not given us a spirit of fear. We are not going to let a bunch of crazy stuff keep us from reaching our world. Clap your hands and give him praise. We are going to have revival. We are going to connect with people. We are going to cast all of our cares on him, for he careth for us, and we're going to go ahead and have revival. I didn't come here to get afraid. I didn't come here to be paranoid. I came here to have revival. And ladies and gentlemen, without revival, there is no survival. You may be Pentecostal in doctrine and Pentecostal in form, and still not be healthy. We are here to reach, to connect, to evangelize, to be witnesses. Hallelujah. One of the things that I think that we, um, and I, this is not in any way, shape, or form critique or being critical, but it's just being real. I just I want to be real. I want to be real with me and I want to be real with you. And I think that one of the things that's going to transcend or or transition us to the next level of revival is connecting with our world. People don't feel worthy to come to church. People don't feel worthy to worship in a church like this. People are dressed nice. We're wearing suits. My hair is somewhat combed. We we look too good for a lot of people in our world. But I want people to know that this suit, don't let this suit fool you. Honey, it takes the blood of Jesus Christ and the grace of a living God. Everybody is welcome here. Everybody is welcome in this church. I don't care if you're riding black leather on a motorcycle. I don't care if we witness to you under a bridge. Everybody is welcome. Clap your hands and give God the praise. Where would you and I be tonight if it had not been for the grace of an almighty God? Come on, clap your hands and give him praise. Somebody just told me tonight, you know, my husband doesn't have a suit. Bring him anyway. This church is not all about fancy name brands. first store I shopped at was Jock Penney. For those of you from California, that's J.C. Penney's. And I was not ashamed to shop at Sears. If they'd had Walmart, I'd shop there. They didn't have Walmart. They had Kmart. And Kmart shoes wouldn't last one lap in this church. (laughs) Buy you some good shoes so you can run in them. Buy you some good clothing so you can worship. We're not up here just to look good. I'm ready to just take a lap right now. (laughs) Honey, this ain't about clothing. This is about worshiping the Somebody help me. out running these aisles. I don't care who made them, how good they look. I'm ready to step right in the middle of a mud puddle if it means witnessing to somebody. Come on, some of you need to get your shiny shoes dirty. This scripture is all about connectedness. the ones that are spiritual and ready to connect are to help people get back to the place where they can connect. Hallelujah. The word restore here means to mend. It means to furnish Completely, it's the same meaning as the word where it says that the man of God is to be thoroughly furnished. It means he is equipped by God to meet the needs of ministry in a lost and a dying world. They that are spiritual, that are used to connect. The Bible extrapolates that word, restore, and it says, the necessity for patience, perseverance, and consistency in the process of helping that person come back to the place when they can connect. Too often we set the bar, the Word of God sets the bar extremely high to be a saint of God. And when people don't meet that, it creates a culture when people cannot be transparent and honest. I want to tell you what, you can be honest. You are never going to get help unless you're honest. You are never going to be restored until you're off. I hope I'm preaching to somebody tonight because God told me to come here tonight. Some of you in the back 40 that want to lick your wounds and give your opinions, you are not ready to connect. You are not ready to give anything spiritual. But you can be if you let somebody connect with you. Clap your hands and give God the praise. I don't care how much you know until I can see how much you care. that always, and this, I don't have anybody in mind, so please don't feel like pastors picking on me. I'm just saying this because these three groups are in an apostolic church. I'm not really interested in getting a bunch of spiritual advice from people that are not in connection. And they are not mended. I've never prayed with one person yet. unless let say we're at Valley Hospital. About the doctor. That happens at Valley Hospital. If you're dying, don't go to Valley Hospital. Go to Sacred Heart. And I will be down shortly to pray for you. And God will heal you. I'll be down there Sunday night praying for to articulate this in such a way that you understand the importance. When God, when God saved you, God intended to use you as a connecting point because you will, you will connect with people that Jesus Christ will never have the chance to connect with, but Jesus Christ can connect with them through you, and so if for you to be permanently unfixable, unhealable, untreatable, you are stopping. Pastor, I don't trust anybody. I understand. Do you trust God? God uses human instrumentation at some point You're going to have to trust somebody so you can be made whole. If I understand this scripture, it is impossible to find wholeness without human agency, at least some capacity involved. And the reason why God wants to make you whole is so that you can get into connection again. There are no private apostolics that isolation, the very first, the very first characteristic of isolation is it warps your thinking. You start thinking that your perception is, is more accurate than people that are in connection. You are never going to be on the same wavelength with people have correction where God is moving from them to me and me to them. And God is moving. God is all in and all. And you're off on the sidelines somewhere all by yourself thinking that your opinion is the only one that matters. You are ripe for the devil to walk in. And the Bible said the servant of the Lord must not strive at to teach instructing those that oppose themselves. You have sidelined yourself. You will never be made whole until you can get into connection and just say, you know what? I have fears. I have doubts. But God is going to help me because I'm standing on the word of God. The Bible tells me so. I don't care what your flesh says. The Bible, let God be true and every man a liar. The Bible tells me so. Come on, clap your hands and give him praise. You have got to get into connection. The body is designed to heal itself. That's what the gifts are all about. The fruits are all about. We would be able to partake of the work of God in each other's lives. And the part that's lacking in me is being furnished by you. And and the part that's strong in me is being an asset and a strength to you until we all come to the fullness. See, but this is right on target. You already know this tonight. Cornerstone needs a greater connectedness. Let's lift our hands and say, God, I'm 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 with you. Whatever God wants to do. It's, it's now till the rapture, whatever God wants to do. I want to get in connection. I want to get in alignment. God, I want you to make me whole. I've got authority issues. I've got paternal issues. My father did this. Authority did this. These people did this. God, heal me, heal me, heal me. I need you in Jesus' name. It's amusing to me that the apostle would have to qualify by saying ye that are spiritual. Because a lot of people are not spiritual. And you are self-deceived when you think you're spiritual and you're really not. That's what he's telling us here. If a man think himself to be something when he is nothing. A spiritual person is able to lead, encourage, direct, and connect with people. About spiritual things. It's not, hey, I got this little bit of information, and I've been wanting to talk about it because my flesh just loves strife. So why don't you come on over, and I'll fill your ears on it. That is not spiritual. That is borderlining being demonic. Y'all out there? Anybody home? The lights are on. to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 I don't know who those kids are back there making that racket but it makes me want to scream <laughs> not in frustration but just just sometimes if I get half a notion, I just yell <laughs> unto the Lord why not? You are gonna wait till the rocks cry out because you're so whatever? Some of us, get, some of us are so tight. That's that's not God. Ladies and gentlemen, whoever you are, wherever you've been, whatever you've been taught, that is not God. God is free. God is open. God is love. God is a missionary spirit. Hey, how you doing? Love you. Hey. How you doing? I'm okay. You're okay. Let's just love God. Not this tight, gnarled, contorted, twisted. That's not God. That's not God. And I want to help you because I love you. And I know God loves you. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, let's look at verse uh, number 15. The Bible says, But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, Yet he himself is judged of no man. When you're in the Holy Ghost, there will be people that try to judge you. But it doesn't stick. It's like Teflon. Don't ever buy Teflon for single people. They'll ruin it. Dude, I used to have Teflon stuff, and when it was all done, it was just like an iron skillet. All the Teflon had come off in your food and stuff, and I just threw it away. I didn't know how to use it. When you're in the Holy Ghost and your perception is 2020, even if people are critical of you, it doesn't even stick. Now let's go back and read verses 13 and 14. Look at this. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Now in the context of what we're talking about tonight and you're reaching out to people, you're not you're not in the back of your mind in the bottom of your spirit. You're you've got Jesus Christ motivating you, working through you because what you're really trying to do is bring wholeness to this person. When this when this some of these things are difficult to articulate because You almost need the gift of articulation to be able to break it down because it's a revelation of the Holy Ghost. But when you have the Spirit of God and you have true compassion towards somebody, it's not so you can get a couple points. It's not so you can smile for the camera, see what I'm doing. It's none of that. It's, It's the Holy Ghost recognizing I am trying to reach this person and I'm using you to do it. When you get a bunch of carnal people that create a carnal culture, everything that anybody tries to do is always suspect. I rebuke that spirit by the authority of the name of Jesus Christ. I rebuke that lousy, patent place, ugly, conniving spirit. Let's clap our hands and give God the praise. That thing ain't going to survive if I even smell it on somebody. If I even smell it on somebody. If I even smell it on somebody. Where nobody can ever be genuine and have a real burden. And a, because it's always, there's always somebody saying, yeah, do you hear about what so-and-so is doing? Yeah, I think that's great. Uh, they probably just want a couple points from the pastor. I don't give out points. Okay? Do you see a halo on my head? I'm, tr- I'm still trying to get points from God. I'm just glad I'm here. I'm just glad I'm going to heaven. I'm considering myself lest I also am. Come on, clap your hands and give God the praise. There is a negative culture that works through people's carnality where they connive, they plan out. They map out every little step, every word, every connection, every person they invite over. Everything is got is meticulous, according to some master plan. Just look at somebody and say, "Lighten up! Lighten up!" There is a woman. There is a woman that walks her dog. Every morning, about 6.30 to 7.30, my wife set up a Bible study with her this morning. I'm excited about that. Yeah. I give Bible studies too, but I haven't been able to set one up in a while. They usually get it right on the spot. No, I'm, I'm trying to do better. I, listen, I want to be given Bible studies. You've got one pastor here that does not want to be sitting around with a Bible study chart in my closet. I want to be given Bible studies. It's eating me up. i got to win somebody. I... Hallelujah. Let's continue to read here. Verse number 14. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, For they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. When you have the Holy Ghost, you are on a total, you can be sitting right next to a person here tonight and be on a completely different wavelength with them and they not have a clue where you're at. And so when the apostle is saying, Ye that are spiritual, restore such one in the spirit of meekness. He is talking about that person that has the Holy Ghost. It's on that frequency. That's on that level that is ready to connect in any church service. This church is very healthy in that our, our altar calls, we there's connection taking place here. There's people praying and people people leading people to the altar. That's what I'm talking about about connectedness. But there's also people historically that for years have just made up their mind. I'm sitting in the back. I'm I'm sitting this one out. That's okay. Maybe you're still being restored. But you will never be restored until you're in connection with people that are spiritual. Because God has limited or God has restricted certain aspects of healing until there's human connection. Let's just lift our hands and say, God, I want to connect on a level I've never known before. It's the 21st century. Our world is going crazy. They need to see Jesus Christ and him crucified. God, I'm asking you to help me to connect. Praise God let's look at a biblical example of what i'm talking about tonight and that's found in Luke chapter number 10 Luke chapter number 10 and we're going to start reading in verse number 30 if you got it say amen Jesus is giving an illustration about somebody that claims to love their neighbor That's the context of this. Let's start in verse number 30. And Jesus answering said, a certain man does not give his ethnic background, does not give his what side of town he lives on, what kind of car he drives, whether he has a lot of possessions, whether he's rich, whether he's poor, whether he's beautiful, whether he's ugly. It doesn't say anything. A certain man, just a regular Joe. Just a regular everyday person went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and that is the city of worship to the city of priests. And he fell among thieves. I've been told historically, geographically, that the road from Jerusalem to Jericho gets into some areas where there are are clefts in the rock, there are turns and and twists that go through rocky passages where robbers and people of ill repute hid themselves. He fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment, which means he was naked, and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. I would like to extrapolate that last phrase and say they left him four dead. But he wasn't dead. He was just wounded. Verse number 31, And by chance there came down a certain priest. Now this is, everybody's certain. No, it's totally anonymous. We're getting the titles without the names. We have a certain man, and now we have a certain priest that saw him. He passed by on the other side. When he saw him, He moved and passed on the other side. That would be religiously easy to qualify because in the book of Leviticus chapter number 21, that no priest was to defile himself by touching a dead body. And so religion, religion prevented this priest from helping this man. If I ever get around people, if I'm hanging out with anybody and they just come out with, you know what, those people are going to hell. I I mark that person off in my mind. I want to tell you what, I have dealt with some real scallywags in this church. I am currently dealing with people that are so discombobulated and messed up, they don't even know they don't even know which way is up. They're not afraid to take it out on the church. They're not afraid to take it out on the pastor. There is not one human being that I have ever, ever dealt with that I wanted to see be lost. Which is one of the reasons, one of the secrets I believe why God continues to bless me. See, some people are, you know, you take out my eye, I'm going to take out your eye. If you're going to be used in the 21st century, you've got to get beyond all that and say, you know what, you might kill my chicken, but your your chickens are going to live. God will just give me more chickens. In fact, I'll start a chicken ranch. I'll have Brother Dan and Brother John Newby build me a chicken coop. And they'll be the best, best chicken coop you've ever seen. But if I ever get around anybody that says, you know what, those people are going to hell, I, I start putting the marker through their name. Ladies and gentlemen, eternity is forever. And for you to judge a human being that may contextually be out of their mind and not where they're supposed to be and say that that is going to determine where they should be for eternity, no human being has that power. You're better off just being free, saying, I want to see everybody saved. Uh, I'll work with anybody that will let me. I'll give a Bible study. I'll testify. I'll call them. I'll encourage them. I'll love them. I'll pray for them. Somebody clap your hands. This is about connection. I want to tell you something. There's a lot of backsliders out of this church. And the only way that they can validate their backsliddenness is to attack the church and attack the pastor. But I want to tell you, that is nothing more than hogwash. We are doing our very, if we make mistakes, I'm already admitting, God called human agency here. I make mistakes. I'm not perfect, but I pray. I love God. I love people. I want revival. I'll do whatever it takes. But don't you dare blame a human being. Where does a person make up and responsible for their own choices? You got up, you walked out, you're choosing not to come back. You cannot blame that on a human being, nor do we blame you. Clap your hands and give God the praise. Praise This nonsense of a blame game, it, it it just keeps people from not connecting. It's just an excuse. It's just carnal, ugly, natural, bitter unprayed through, unresolved, unsanctified human reasoning. Nobody has a good enough reason to be lost. You are a fool if you're thinking that you can make it outside of a good church, a pastor, the Word of God, the Spirit of God, The blood of Jesus Christ, you are a fool. You've been deceived by the spirit of this world. In fact, I want you to put your hands in the air. I want to pray right now for every backslider. I'll do whatever I can do to help somebody see that you are deceived. You are deluded. You are going the wrong direction. You're listening to the spirits of this world. Don't you dare side with the backslider against the church you got all of heaven that's watching you and listening to you. And that's your chance to say, you know what? People are not perfect. There's saved people that aren't perfect. There's lost people. This ain't about being perfect. This is about believing and obeying. Come on, clap your hands and give God the praise. My Lord, I'm here to turn over every apple cart that is false. Some of you moms and dads that listen to the pitiable excuses of your children and side with them it's nonsense. My kids ever come around they ever started that nonsense I'm moving, I'm budging. Well, this person did this in the church. All right? This person did that in the church. All right? They're still going to heaven. How about you? You're going to take your salvation? And trade it off for what somebody did? My Lord, there is nothing that can keep me from the love of God. Neither angels nor principalities. It simply means they didn't love God. Because if you love God, you can go through hell. You can go through a divorce. You can go through bitterness. You can go through tragedy. You can go through failure. Clap your hands and give God the praise. You'll never go wrong siding with the church and siding with the word of God. I'll just say this. If you got it in your heart that the church has got flaws, it's just a matter of time and you're gone. Because all of heaven, when God tries to get that out, God's going to give you the choice. God's going to create a situation I've seen happen more times than I care to even talk about, where you're placed in that position. And now everybody's watching to see what you're going to do. Well, there's hypocrites in that church. If you find one that doesn't have hypocrites, I am resigning and I will go sit in the very back with the screaming babies. How would it feel to be in a church that has no hypocrites? Doesn't that sound good? Come on, some of you help me out. You know you talk about the hypocrites. Wouldn't that be nice? I don't even have to be the pastor of that church. I'm not good enough. make me a doorkeeper. Parking lot attendant. Brother Rodriguez's servant. Church without hypocrites, a church without flaws, a church that's perfect. Honey, you got to get the revelation that this church is going to help you get to heaven because those things that are antagonizing you that that person does, God says, I want that out. I want that out. I want that out. You ain't going to go into heaven with that. And those people that are rubbing you wrong, God is saying, that's the very thing you've got to get delivered of. Clap your hands and give God the praise. And so I need those that do good, and I need those that rub me wrong. bunch of grind, just a bunch of rocks, just a bunch of dirt. But that's what God makes a foundation with. Let's just love him again. God loves you. I love you. We're just telling the truth tonight. I ain't going to hell for nobody, nowhere, at any time, by the grace of God in Jesus' name. Try to pull every single human being. I don't care how bad they've lied on me, talked about me. Like I said, there's been some real, real stinkers. But you know what? God didn't put me up here to get an attitude about that stuff. God trusts me. That some people can't take any 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 stuff at all. <laughs> did you see what they did? Is that all? A certain priest, his religion kept him from connection, okay? Look at verse 32, and likewise a Levite, another religious character, when he was at the same place, he came and looked on him, (laughs) not me, and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus Christ is giving this illustration. And don't you know that this is absolutely slapping them up against their religious head? A Samaritan? The Samaritans were hated of the Jews. Go back and read John chapter 4. We worship in Jerusalem, and what you worship, you don't even know what you worship. Mount Gerizim. They were half-breeds. They were a leftover from the Assyrian captivity that had intermingled with Jews. They were were half-Jewish and half-Assyrian. They only had half the truth. It takes one to help one. Some of you that are perpetually wounded and can't ever seem to get whole, you're one of the greatest resources for end time revival in this church. Pastor, if you only knew what I did, I know it was horrible. But that's what the blood's for. Quit crying your bitter tears and start believing in God again. You're the secret to end time revival because. It takes one to help one. Clap your hands and give, come on, ye that are spiritual, let's give him praise. I don't care about your opinion. What I want to know is can you help somebody? I don't care all the things you've been exposed to that have made you a good little religious person. I want to know can you connect with somebody? Okay, what are you doing here? Who brought you to church? Okay, you're to blame. Okay, you know I'm just messing. These two girls right here, the devil's saying, please give me a break. Those girls are working me over. Okay, who brought you to church? Your parents. Okay, God's not done with your parents. Okay, but I. I have seen many times that God uses certain people to bring other people in, and then those people fall away. That's because God's got bigger plans for you guys. And in the mix, we're going to get your parents. We ain't giving up on no parents. Well, my dad did this. Listen, God's bigger than that. God's got enough blood. He's got enough grace. He's got enough spirit. Somebody clap your hands and give. It's all about connection. Everybody was connected to somebody else. Here a couple of weeks ago, my beautiful, gorgeous, ever, don't laugh, I really mean that, baby. In fact, I got half a notion to give you a big old kiss right in the middle of this preaching. Some of you think, that ain't very spiritual. Honey, that's very spiritual. I got Bible for it. She, how did my wife end up in this? Her grandmother was a cloistered nun. We retraced her step in uh, Fort Smith, Arkansas. And her grandmother went to a Baptist brush arbor in the 30s. They don't even believe in speaking in tongues. But God gave her the Holy Ghost, and she got up on top of a chair and went speaking in tongues and prophesying to the rest of those Baptists. You know what she was probably telling them? This is real. This is that. This is real. This is that. And the evangelist said, leave her alone. She's got the real thing. Everybody is connected. Clap your hands and give God the praise. All right. What are you doing here? Yeah, don't turn colors on me. This is, I love this guy. He is You've, you've, I've already been able to detect some spiritual growth. God's, I, I really have. Okay, how did you hear about Cornerstone? How did you hear about the truth? Both my sisters. Both your sisters. Okay. You guys are to blame. How did you hear about this church? Evan Hood. Okay. How did Evan Hood come to Cornerstone? There's some of you that are responsible for bringing him to this church. What are you trying to say, pastor? Everybody's connected. Why stop now? Well, I messed up. Get back up. Rejoice not over me, mine enemy, for when I fall, I'm just going to stay down. It's safe down here. I rebuke that spirit in the name of Jesus. Rejoice not over me, my enemy, for when I fall, I'm going to arise. Clap your hands, lift your voice, give him praise. And then there's Brother Cody. Well, 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 well. Everybody's connected. That's what this is about. And you you witness to somebody in the job that don't have any family in the church yet. God's got to start with an Abraham. Well, I was just talking to a guy at the bank, and he invited me to Cornerstone, and here she is, and I remember the first day her sister got here, and I remember the first day her brother got here, and I remember, come on, somebody, clap your hand. It's all about connection. You will never be used to God if you can't get in Connection. I go all the way around this room. What are you doing here? Well, I, I don't know. I was just walking by and felt like I needed to be here. Man, that works for me. It's all about connection. A certain Samaritan, he'd been cussed out by the Jews, rejected by the Jews, not allowed to go in the temple, not allowed to go in the synagogue, not allowed to, to be part of the blessing. Just a half Happy. But he sees a guy that's wounded. And he connected. He could identify. I hope Cornerstone never gets to the place where our nose is so high in the air. I'm glad you come here, but don't get that attitude on you. The average size Pentecostal church in the state of Washington is only 40 people. We're almost, when everything's running on all cylinders, we're 10 times that. But don't you ever get your nose in the air? Because, honey, we're running towards a thousand. We ain't there yet. I want everybody. I want everybody I see. Everybody I talk to. I want to connect with everybody. I'm ready to connect with anybody. You want a Bible study, you want a visit, you want a visitation, you want a door hanger, you want to talk, you want a cup of coffee, you want a Bible study, clap your hands and give God the praise. You're only healthy if you're in connection, and it's got to be the right kind of connection. bumper sticker Brother Seymour had. Just be thankful Ford don't make airplanes. Well, I drive a Rambler. I did. I used to own a Rambler. When I got saved, I was in a 62 Rambler. But America has got, you know, we, we make all these little instantaneous momentary judgments on people. What kind of car you drive? What side of town do you live on? Are you, you want the Seahawks to win or the, or, the, or the Dead Hawks? I don't even know the names of all the teams. Get off your knee. Take the Pledge of Allegiance like normal people do. My God, they're paying you $15 million. Can't you be thankful for anything? You're kidding me. You're going to pay this guy $15 million? You just I'm sorry. It's, it's, that shows you how ridiculous people are buying into this stuff. Anything to come against the president. And I'm not in love with Donald Trump, but I'll tell you what, I respect the office. I even respect it when Obama was there. There were some complaints I had, but it was the office. You may not like the pastor, but it's a God called office. You don't like it, go somewhere else. But you're still going to confront the principal. You're going to have to face the principles. All these, I'm telling you, don't get me started. I'm sorry, I've upset the baby. Let's look at at what the Samaritan did, and this is what God requires of us. Okay? I'm almost done. Look at verse 34. And he went to him and bound up his wounds. He could identify with the wounds. When I see somebody, this church prayed through a transvestite about 15 years ago. I walked in the church, first thing he said to me is, I want to be saved. I didn't get up and take a text against homosexuality. That's stupidity. I didn't get up and beat him over the head with abominations. That's stupidity. That's the Levite and the priest. I said, this is how you get out of it. you got to repent and be baptized. And before, bless your heart, before that service was through, he went down in the name of Jesus and came up speaking in tongues. I rebuked that. All right. He went to him, bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine. This is really, this is typology. Both oil and wine are biblical types of the spirit. Which is why... If you are wounded and you've never been whole, you're not in a place to do that. But you can be. He set him on his own beast. Put him in the back seat. Put him in the front seat. Put him in the trunk. Just don't close the lid. And took him to church. That word in there is the exact same New Testament word that's used in Hebrews chapter thirteen verses one through two that talks about hospitality. Place of healing. The root word is hospital. A place of healing. A place of restoration. That's what cornerstone is. But you are never going to be made heal whole, whole if you're just all by yourself back there saying nobody understands. I don't trust anybody. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't I'm just going to live this way. I'm just. God can't use you to connect with other people that are going through the exact same thing in life. The reason why, I want you to hear me. I am almost done, but I am so in the Holy Ghost right now. The reason why some of you have gone through the hell that you've gone through is because God can trust you. And there are millions of people in this world that have gone through the same thing, but they don't have a resource of God. They don't have a hope. They don't have eternal life. They don't have the power of God. So as God is bringing this 21st century people in, they're not coming in looking for a bunch of people that look like Canon Barbie dolls. They're coming in looking for people. I need restoration. I need healing. I don't know who my dad is. I don't know who my mom is. My, my best friends are lesbians. Somebody help me. Somebody help me. Clap your hands and give God the praise. It's all about connection. It's all about connectedness. Ye that are spiritual, Connect. Connection. Connection. The people that God is bringing to this church, one of the reasons why we're giving them a free coffee if they'll stick around long enough is so we can connect with them. I'll see you next Sunday. Well, what are they doing tomorrow? What are they doing on Tuesday? Well, Pastor, you just don't know how busy I am. Well, make a little room for God, and God will give you your deepest desires. Because you're putting him first, God will put you first. Go ahead and clap your hands, that's the truth, and you know it. John chapter one, verse number eighteen. He giveth grace. That's unmerited favor for grace. When I give space for God, God makes space for me. Twenty first century. Is in a is in a strange place because we're trying to just find that balance where I've got my lifestyle, I've got my eternity all nailed down, I've got God right where I want him, God don't upset this. And if we're really going to have real revival, God's going to start messing some things up. But see, God's got the answer. It's not to hurt you. It's not to set you back. It's actually to advance you. God has to shake us loose from our dependency and our self-sufficiency. I don't need to pray. I already feel God. I don't need to do that. I don't need to do this. And God's saying, I'm going to have to spit you out because you're neither hot nor, oh, my Lord. Get a good job. Buy a house. Become financial. Open that God, this is all yours. Those things don't define me, those things don't make me, those things really don't even satisfy me. But I'm thankful that we have a washer and a dryer. I'm thankful that we have a dishwasher because I'd probably have to be end up doing some of those. And you should have seen my house when I was a bachelor. I proved I don't wash dishes. I'm glad that we have a nice vacuum cleaner. I'm glad we have nice stuff. But, honey, you can take that all away, but don't take thy Holy Spirit from me. Don't take thy Holy Spirit from me, God. Do whatever you want to do. Strip me of everything, but take not... Spirit for me. It's all about connection. And there's a huge population of woundedness in this congregation. Far beyond the clothing. Far beyond how you doing? Great. I'm not making fun. I am not making fun. God knows I'm not making fun. I'm trying to I'm trying to transcend right here that some of us walk in here wounded and we leave wounded and we have accepted that as our fate. Not knowing that your woundedness is the ticket to end time revival because it takes one. It takes one to know one. Just in the last three years I preached in churches that up until just a few years ago, a black man was not allowed to attend that church. You're not allowed to attend that church. I'm here to tell you that that attitude will send people to hell. Do you understand me? To judge people on the basis of the color of their skin is against the word of God. And they still call themselves apostolic. That, that to me is a dichotomy. You're not apostolic. I don't know what you are. But if you're apostolic, you love everybody. The guy in the ditch and the guy in the Mercedes Benz, they're both going to go somewhere for eternity. It's all about connection. But you save somebody that's been in that ditch, and they'll scour that ditch. but there's a hundred million people in this world that do that were walked out on and lied on and misused and abused and spat on and somebody that's got the joy of the Lord that come through it all has come to save the day and connect and say God has a better way come on lift your hands if you're sitting on your woundedness it's time to get whole it is time to get whole so we can be involved in connectedness and be blessed of God. Come on, let's love him. Let's love him. almost done. The book of Jeremiah chapter number 2 and verse number 13 says this. "For My people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and they have hewed them out cisterns. Broken cisterns that can hold no water. That Into us Every week and it leaks right back out on Monday and leaks right out on Tuesday and leaks out on Wednesday. And instead of us going from faith to faith and strength to strength and witness to witness, we're right back in the stained place of misery by Wednesday. start looking for things for social media for people to fill the hole instead of that God that wound of not having God and keeping God so God had the answer for Israel so one day he took The prophet Jeremiah down to the potter's house. And in the book of Jeremiah, chapter number 18, verse number 4, look at this. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. The vessel that is used to hold water or some precious commodity. The Bible says in the book of Luke chapter 10 that he poured Oil and wine into his wounds he looked at this man's woundedness and he said I've got the Holy Ghost I've got spiritual things let me me pour it into your woundedness let me pour myself not into the fact that you're a half breed and you're the wrong color and you're the wrong part of the world but I can pour myself into your woundedness the Samaritan was whole the vessel that he made of clay was marred and the hand of the potter the bible says that we are vessels this treasure is in earthen vessels but it's marred it's wounded it's broken it leaks we're not able to contain what god does from week to week service to service We come back, we keep hoping that we're going to get to that same watermark where our emotions are not condemning us anymore and our mind is not brutal against us anymore and our our soul is captive with its hands on the bars looking out saying, Get me out of here! God took the prophet. He said, let me show you what I can do to my people if they'll let me. So he made another vessel. Let me confess something to you. Several years ago, I'm sitting in the front room of my house and I'm praying. And I told God, I don't like what I have become. real for you I don't want to just go into eternity as the pastor there's some things that I see in me that have got to become Christ like God make me another vessel as it seemed good for you to make it lift your hands and let's pray the reason why you're not in connection you live a very private existence Yeah, you've got your family. They already know you. But you can't connect. There's nothing to flow out. There's nothing to give. There's nothing to displace. There's nothing to freely flow. God needs to make another vessel. Go to the next verse. O house of Israel, cannot I do with you as this potter, saith the Lord? Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand. So are ye in mine hand, O house of Israel. You were designed for connection. I know we I know the United States has got things orderly in well, I'm in this organization and I'm in this and I'm in this group. God doesn't look at any of that. God says, Are you in connection? you in connection, let's stand. I'm looking for a good Samaritan here tonight that will help other people find their place of maintaining the deposit of the Spirit and the anointing and the promises of God that He gave you last year, year before last, year before that, four years ago, five years ago, six years ago. Let's lift our hands. Let's pray. Ye that are spiritual have no need of a physician. But there's a whole bunch here tonight that need the great physician to make them whole in spirit, body, and soul. You know what? This altar's open. There's this altar's open. This is a healing place tonight. This is a healing place tonight. If you're condemned, you need to get rid of your sin and say, I'm tired of that. I'm tired of my sin. Tired of my disobedience. Tired of my rebellion. God, make me whole. God ye that are spiritual come on, let's help us pray pray for somebody ye that are spiritual help somebody be restored tonight in the spirit of meekness you are called to connection you are called for connection you are called by the almighty God for connection